Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life. I'm here with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio today, and I'm excited to have a new guest with me. Her name is Harriet Cabelli. She's joining us from the East Coast. And uh, Harriet, I'm glad to have you on the show with me. Say hello to our listeners. Hi, and I'm thrilled to be on. This is very exciting, and I'm from New York, where it's starting to actually get warm. It's starting to get warm. I told you just before the show that I was in a snowstorm today. (laughs) And it's May 16th, for those of you who are picking up this show at a later date. And uh, here in Utah, I was in a snowstorm today. Well, Um, I guess that's our global warming crazy world, right? Yeah, just like it was predicted, right? Right. Well, Harriet, I'm so glad to have you with me. We got connected in an interesting way, and I want to just share that with our listeners quickly because there's some power to that. Social networking. You and I don't live in the same neighborhood. Is this true? Yeah, we're on opposite ends of the country. (laughs) But we have a lot of things in common. We both have a positive empowerment coaching, life coaching kind of a practice. Yes. Um, we've we've settled onto some similar principles, shall we say, yes. that make a difference in people's lives. You and and we'll get to some of those. But the only reason we were able to connect is because of networking. Right. Share your version of that. How we got connected. Okay. So first of all, I just want to say that a lot of this social networking is very new to me, and I'm learning it. Mm-hmm. Um, as I go, and it's evolving, and I have some people helping me along and giving me the confidence to say you could do it, even though I'm a middle-ager, and this is like a whole new vocabulary and world to me. But be that as it may, um, I am on Facebook, and when I was looking at a page of um, somebody's uh, um, project that he's doing, that mm-hmm. he was doing, a documentary, I was looking at the page, and I came across your name, Dr. Paul, that you had interviewed this person. And I clicked right. on it, and I found your interview, and then I reached out, and I emailed you because I was impressed with what you were doing. So that was my way of, I guess, being self-advocating or initiating mm-hmm. and putting myself out there to introduce myself, and then something positive came back to me, which was we started chatting over email, and then you invited me to do right. that. And for our listeners' benefit, I'd like to identify uh, who we're talking about there. Adrian Marinovich uh, was on my show years ago, and uh, he was working on a project called A Hero on Every Block. And this is a really neat concept. Adrian uh, very sadly passed away uh, not too long ago. And uh, and there was a lot of buzz going on on his Facebook page about his project, his life, um, some of the condolences going out 
um, to his family and whatnot. And that was the context in which you and I got connected. Yes. So there's another interesting connection here, and that is that adversity and difficulty in life creates also opportunities. And this is a, you shared with me on one of your emails, Harriet, that uh, one of your daughters had gone through a very difficult um, medical situation. Yes. And that she had survived. But I think that that might have tuned you in a little bit also to what was going on with Adrian. And uh, anyway, right. long story short, here we are talking. Right. Absolutely. And, it, and, and that really came about from, from networking. Mm-hmm. From from seeing something that was of interest to me, and then reaching out and making connections, and that's right. I think what this is all about in terms of social media and just trying to connect with people who have similar interests. And mm-hmm. then you put it's like the, from the book The Secret, the concept of the secret. You put out, mm-hmm. and then you get back that's in right. terms of in terms of your own interests. So. Um, just speaking about Adrian for a minute, I don't know him, I never knew him, but his documentary, his project that he, he was working on for four years that I think is soon to come out, is um, a documentary on ordinary people dealing mm-hmm. with their own adversities in a very positive way. And thereby becoming heroes. Right. They inspire right. others, and we... We get to inspire each other as we show up in our adversity and learn something from that that we can take to create something even more beautiful in our life. Right. That's what we hope to do, and that resonates very deeply for me because that's been a theme in my life since, since I'm a teenager. For whatever mm-hmm. reason, that I was always drawn to that whole theme of people overcoming, rising above, uh, mm-hmm. living a good life despite all that's always been a theme of mine and I've always loved reading books about it and movies and 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 I don't and I don't know where it came from just even as a teenager I mean mm-hmm. then my life became where I had my own <laughs> it yes. almost played itself out in very strange ways I guess we can talk about that as we as we go along but so it it, it so seeing this kind of um documentary, just seeing the trailer for it, and I'm, I look forward to when it comes out, really, really mm-hmm. hit home for me. I, I wish I would have had the opportunity to meet him. But anyway, mm-hmm. so be that as it may, that's how we got connected, and that's the theme that touches me deeply. Right. And thank you so much for doing what you're doing with your adversity, because I, I was just looking at your blog today, and there's an entry there about your daughter and about, I think there's a picture there of your family as you're, you're dealing with this very difficult situation uh, where, where your daughter almost perished yes. in that, but she, she was able to recover. Yes. Um, this is such an intense experience, and it teaches you some very powerful lessons about life. Yes, absolutely. And how valuable it is. And how fragile it mm-hmm. is, how, how um, our lives hang by a thread all the time, and we don't realize mm-hmm. how, in a blink of an eye, something minuscule within our bodies can go wrong. We just, you know, we take for granted that our whole machine works so well, and there are so many parts and little things that can just, if they get off balance in any way, can throw us. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. 
it's, you gain a deep appreciation of the human body just as something concrete and then just overall of, of what it means to, to live in, in, in a fragile way, which is how we all That's live. Right. And we don't realize that, and we need to, because I think if we can hold on to that, we will live better, and we will live with more appreciation and gratitude. And it's not necessarily about doing something big. <laughs> you read my thing. That's right. That's always been my thing. I wanted to do something big with right. the fact that she had a miraculous saving of her life. I wanted mm-hmm. to do that big with a capital B, and I haven't found that big thing yet. So um, as my husband right. would always tell me, it doesn't have to be big. You, you've been doing things all along with, you know, out of, as an outgrowth of what you went through. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, you mentioned to me earlier, I think this was in an email thing, and I remember you saying that you kind of felt small just going back to regular life after such a, such a powerful experience, you know, with your daughter and, right. and what had happened there. But really, you started to live better as a yeah. result of that. Would you yeah. agree? Definitely. Um, I, I felt small in the way that when she finally came home from the hospital, and she was in the hospital for one year, and I basically lived up there with her. Oh, wow. Um, both the three months that she was in the hospital on a respirator and then the nine months that she was in a rehab in a different hospital, kind mm-hmm. of regaining, relearning all her motor functions and all her abilities and gross motor and everything from feeding herself to walking. Everything was about relearning and regaining. So when, I, when she finally came home from the hospital after a year and I just went back to work, it just felt like I'm just picking up where I left off after this mm-hmm. whole year. I, I felt like I needed to somehow elevate it with something different, not just picking up the pieces, but mm-hmm. that's kind of what I did. And, you know, you know, that was good, too, that I was able to, that she was alive and survived and had her, her life back. But I just felt it was I needed to do more with it to kind of, like, dignify the whole experience. So mm-hmm. that was my quest for that something big. But in, in looking for the something big, I, I ended up doing a lot of, I'll say, smaller things, but that, that were, was very meaningful, very yes. meaningful. Um, I mean, I could you know, tell you about a few of them as you see fit. Well, give us, give us an example. Um, we, we, pup, we were puppy raisers to, um, adult, uh, through an organization that trains dogs to work with the disabled. So we oh, right. took on a doggy, and for 18 months we were foster parents to this adorable dog, that we got when he was two months old, and mm. we had him for 19 months and trained him and did the whole manual and took him to doggy classes and in the hopes that he would pass his test and graduate and go on to live with someone who has disabilities to be a service dog to, to be that a person. Service animal. Uh-huh. And he did. He did pass. And oh, was, good. And it was tremendously meaningful. When we when we gradu- when he graduated and we walked him up like you're giving away your daughter at a wedding, <laughs> we passed the leash from our hand to the to the family to the new family that he was going to live out his life with in, oh. in service to this little boy with cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was incredible. It's it's definitely one of the highlights of my life. And, and I, you know what I, 
I would love to underscore this concept that you brought up about doing meaningful things. Things that have meaning. In fact, you know what? I've got your email in front of me where you said, almost in the same words you just shared with us, the big thing never happened. But I have lived very well doing some wonderfully meaningful things. Right. And that's the key, isn't it? Yeah, that is the key. And, and, And going after them. I mean, after all this happened with my daughter, and I spoke before about the fragility of life and being so attuned to it, I, I sought out meaningful things to take on. I actively would seek them out. So another example is I, I had always been enthralled with Patch Adams. You know, the, they oh, made the yes. movie out of him with Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was something about his whole, his whole medical theories and philosophy. I just, that part was very powerful to me. So mm-hmm. I found out that he does clowning trips to different parts of the, of the world. And you don't have to be a professional clown. There's only two stipulations. You pay your way and you be silly. So to make a long story <laughs> short, we went, and my husband, who's a good trooper, we went on one of his clowning trips to Sicily, oh, wow. where we visited hospices and hospitals and um, mental hospitals and juvenile delinquent homes and all, all different types of facilities to clown to people, to people uh-huh. who were ill or dying or uh, nursing home patients, and it was an unbelievable experience. Something, and again, it, it was stepping out of my comfort zone. I had never done this before. I'm basically a very inhibited person, <laughs> but, although I'm I'm coming out of that as I get older, realizing that if you don't do it now, you ain't doing it at all. So you might as well drop the inhibition. So we would, I love you know, pull, pull people up in the middle of squares in Sicily and pull them up to dance. And that, that wasn't even visiting the hospitals. That was just, you know, being out and being and, and getting people to feel the joy. And just having some fun. Getting out of your comfort zone, too. Well, this Absolutely. is fantastic. Harry, when we come back, I want to get into your pearls of living. Can we do that? Be right back. Thank you for joining me for the Live on Purpose radio podcast. It is truly an honor to be a part of your prosperity team. Please visit my website, drpaul.org, to get connected with other tools for you and your family. There you will find links to my weekly e-zine, Empower, Harnessing the Power of the Mind and to the free Parental Power Teleconference that I host every week with my wife, Vicki. You can also check out upcoming events or pick up powerful information products. Feel free to contact me directly with questions, comments, or to book me for your company or private event. Email me through drpaul at liveonpurposeradio.com. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report.
All right, ladies, this one might get your attention, but I think the success of the idea should get anyone's attention. The average woman spends 242 hours looking for her keys in the bottom of her purse over a 20-year period. It might seem like a mild problem, but apparently more than a million women are willing to pay for a solution. Sandy Stein was a flight attendant who was looking for an idea that could help her avoid the pending layoffs in her industry. Tired of digging for her keys in her purse, she made a series of simple hooks that a woman can put on the inside of her purse. Her designs ranged from crowns to hearts to just about anything else that is cute and simple. Her first year in business? Sandy sold over 1 million pieces and amassed over 2,000 sales reps. Sandy's simple idea made over $6 million last year. Not bad for a bit of wire to hang your keys by. Congratulations to Sandy Stein for her time-saving idea. Her advice to the world? Don't let anybody say you can't. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com with the World of Ideas Report. I've got a great idea Wouldn't you like to know You probably can't bear it So I guess I'll have to share it I thought of it a moment Habits are first cobwebs, then cables. Spanish proverb. Harriet, just before the break, we were talking about getting out of your comfort zone. We were talking about the things you can learn from these amazing, powerful experiences that are sometimes really painful, too. Right. Um, you've learned a lot, and uh, you summarized them to me in an email about some of your pearls of living. Yes. Would you mind sharing a few of those? What comes to mind first for you? Okay, first comes to mind that we have to we have to do it because mm. so many times it's so easy to make the excuses to not do and i can't do it and the, and it's raining and and i have to do this and my 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 spouse said go here i mean every excuse in the book there's always reasons not to do those are easy we don't need to think about them mm. they're they're right there but the key is to do it and to brush aside the not do's and the can't do's and the don't do's, so that we so that we do it. It's 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 a matter of prioritizing and saying I'm making the time to do what I what I want, what's important to me, because it's yes. just too simple. And as you pointed out earlier, this will stretch you. This will get you out of your comfort zone. Right. And that's and, good news, actually. Yeah, and when you get out of your comfort zone, that's when you first realize how much more there is to life, to learn, to grow. I mean, I, I never understand when people say they're bored. I don't know what boring means. I don't understand if somebody no, says that uh, there is just so much. To, I, I wish I could have five lives at least to come back and do so many more things mm -hmm. because there's just so much out there. And it's, it's, it's our job to, to grab at it. And mm -hmm. that's, that's positive, powerful living as far as I'm concerned, because this is all we've got. 
That's right. So we have to take advantage of it. This is this is an active process. Life is not a spectator sport. Right. So you have jump to be in. actively involved. It's like, you know, when we were pulling those people out to dance. If you sit on the side and just watch, that's very nice. And a lot of people can be comfortable doing that. And I'm not saying that that's, you know, not also good to sometimes mm-hmm. watch. But if you stretch yourself and you sometimes become more of the initiator and the active one, wow, a lot of things can open up. That's for sure. And you already mentioned fun and silliness. This is part of your formula, isn't it? Yeah. Fun with a capital F. And just have a good time. If you, you know, one of my favorite sayings is, if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. Right. Right. Because there's too many times when things are going wrong, when there's you know, bad, quote-unquote, stuff going on when the problems are just seemingly too, too grandiose to, to feel the joy. So when those things aren't happening, and hopefully it's more often not, then we, we need to have fun. We need to create that joy. We need to, to, to make it, to make it for ourselves because, because there's too many easy times when the bad sets in, and then we'll mm-hmm. say, oh, I can't or I don't want to. So when we don't have those bad times, then, yeah, we have to, we have to go and ha- make the fun and make the sillies. You know, I almost hesitate to share this, but I had such a fun time. Just last week, I got to hear a man speak. His name is Glenn Morshower, and some of you listeners may recognize his name as a, a television personality, and Glenn uh, was several seasons, I think it was even as many as seven seasons on the hit show 24. Uh, But he's hilarious, and he was talking about this silliness aspect, and one of the strategies that he uses to make sure that you don't take life too seriously and you don't take yourself too seriously, he said, always have some food item in your underwear. (laughs) How silly is that? That's pretty silly. And you know what? He shared several examples, though, of of times that could have become so serious. Uh, but when you take take life a little less seriously, it just frees up some energy to really have a different experience in life. Absolutely, and and I think that's what humor is all about. It's mm-hmm. it's it's it's. it's it, it provides us with a coping skill. Not to say to laugh at, at when bad things happen, but somehow when you look at it a little differently or sometimes you make light of something, it helps us cope better. Mm-hmm. It absolutely helps us cope better. Again, it's not in the way of making fun of something, but there, there could be humor, even in bad. And, and that, sure. that could be a, a strong coping tool. So, yeah, but when things are going well, we need to celebrate we need to make it fun. We need to make it silly. We need to make it enjoyable. Mm-hmm. We need to celebrate the good because there's too many times when there's bad. And give ourselves permission, really, to enjoy Absolutely. during those times. Even and, if permission, in the back- and, per- and permission is a biggie. We do have to give ourselves permission. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm thinking about this experience that you had with your daughter. I'm, I'm thinking of analogous experiences that we all have. When you're going through a really hard time with something... Sometimes it's hard to just take a breather and allow yourself to enjoy something. It's almost like you're not supposed to because this hard thing is happening. Right, and you might feel guilty or something. Right. 
Right, but I, if I can, I would like to say something that I discovered that I really started doing the year my daughter was in rehab, and I lived up there for nine months. Uh-huh. And when she started kind of coming out of the woods and I was able to take a couple hours a day for myself, mm-hmm. uh, someone had mentioned there was a, a, a hiking group in the area where I was at the time with her. And anyway, P.S., to make a long story short, I started hiking with this group every Wednesday afternoon while she was in, in the rehab. I took off three hours, and mm-hmm. I joined the group, and we went hiking. And, and this was nine years ago, and to this day, I still hike with that group. Oh, fantastic. And it was, like you say, it was allowing myself a little bit of joy to say, and giving myself permission to say, it's okay. I, I need it. I need to fill myself yes. so that I could be better there for her. And that's... That is so true as well. I see this with parents a lot, Harriet. I work with uh, with families and parents quite often, and sometimes those parents get so consumed with taking care of the needs of the children, you know, and of course they have to do that. Right. That is necessary, but when they take care of themselves, right. they show up differently for their kids. Absolutely. When you fill your own well, you have that much more to give to your kids. Exactly. And it's a great role model for your kids so that they see that you're also taking care of yourself and you're also mm-hmm. doing things you love, not being a martyr to say, you know, I can't do anything because I have to take care of you. I don't think that's mm-hmm. a great message. But it's like on the airplane when they say, you know, you put your own oxygen mask on first. That's right. And then you put it on your children. Because mm-hmm. if, 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 if you're not there for them, what good is it? <laughs> <laughs> right. You're out cold in the aisle. You're just in the way now. Right. <laughs> right. But, but it's, it, that's hard for a lot of parents because we're so conditioned to just be caretakers mm-hmm. and like to push ourselves aside. So it, it, psychologically it's hard to hold, grasp that concept, and then a lot of times you just feel like you just don't have the time. You know, you want to take mm-hmm. a bubble bath and everyone's banging at the bathroom door. Right. But you have to carve it out, and you really do have to create it. So even mm-hmm. when my daughter was in the hospital, I... I made that time for myself because I just had to at some point, even if it was walking, and I'm, and I'm a walker. So you, we need to do this. Well, I believe that life is about experiencing joy. Yes. And we do that through our loving relationships, but also through making time for those things that bring us joy. Yes, absolutely. And that elevate our life experience. That is so important. Right. And it could be with the small things. It doesn't have to be big trips or, or big things. It could be small, small, act, small things of joy. You, you like some scented candles, so you buy candles mm-hmm. and put them in your bathroom when you take a shower. I mean, it could be such something so small. Sure. You know, like I like pictures, so I always make sure I pull them off the, my digital camera and, and develop them, actually, and still fill my photo albums, even mm-hmm. though that's hard to believe. Most people don't do that anymore. I get such joy looking at my photo albums. I love it. Oh, yeah. So it could be small things that bring joy. It doesn't have to be the, you know, the, the big trip to, to wherever. Well, a lot of small things add, add up to the stuff of life. That's what it's made of. Right, and, right. Uh, and if we give ourselves a little bit of that joy each and every day and do mm-hmm. something that brings us pleasure, it makes our days better within the stress and the hectic of working and bills and all that. But to, to make sure we put in something mm-hmm. that brings us that pleasure is, makes our day better. 
And life is happening now. It's not something that happens once we accomplish whatever or after this or that is resolved. Life is now. That's right. And those not to, right, not to put it off and say it's later. It's when I get more money. It's when I lose more weight. It's when I have my bigger house. Right, mm-hmm. it's now. Well, those moments escape so quickly. Yep, and, and the, there's a person, um, Gretchen Rubin, who does the Happiness Project blog website, and she has a line that I think is great, and she says, the days are, sh- the days are long, the years are short. Oh. It, just, you know, it just goes so fast. That is so true. And if we'll remember that and keep that perspective, then you can seize the moment, what's happening now, right. and be present in the now. Right. Right, and that's the whole mindfulness thing of, you know, stop it, not to use that old cliche, but, you know, stop to smell the roses. Stop mm-hmm. to, you know, smell the coffee brewing. Taking, taking advantage and really being in the moment and being mindful. And that brings joy. Right. Because the, the moments slip in a second. You know, when my, my youngest daughter got married, uh, it's almost two years ago, and I remember we said to each other, you know, the six hours of the wedding is going to go in a blink of an eye, mm-hmm. and then it's just going to be a memory. So let's hold on and let's be mindful of each part of the wedding. And let's kind of like remind ourselves, oh, yeah, like give each other a nudge. We're, 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 we're here. We're dancing. This here is fun. Is. This is great. And, you know, mm-hmm. we did that to each other. I mean, she's the bride. I'm the mother of the bride. But whenever I could, I'd say, come on, focus. Hold on to this moment. It's going to go. That's and, right. And the six hours really didn't go in a blink of an eye. We really mm. felt that we were grounded in, in the wedding and that it was, we were mindful. Yes. And I, and I think that's really oh, important. Perfect. Harriet, this has been such a fun conversation for me. Before we sign out today, I want to make sure we have a way to get people connected with you to follow your blog and the other things that you're, you're putting out there because it's, it's just right on target with what we're doing here. Okay, great. You have a website. Yes, it's uh, www.rebuildyourlifecoach.com. Okay, so that's Rebuild Your Life Coach, all one word. All one word. Dot com. And we'll put a link up at Live On Purpose Radio, too, so that people can get back to that. What kinds Thank of you. things are you, are you putting out there with your website? Well, I'm going to tell you one thing that's really exciting to me. Talk about having things come back to you. Um, once a month, so I've, I started my website about five months ago now, once a month I interview a person who's gone through personal challenges and how they rise above it to create a good life despite their personal misfortune. Oh, beautiful. So it's interesting that I've been doing that for others, and then you know, you, in, you invited me for, for my little interview, so I thought, wow, talk about... What, goes, what comes out comes back to you. That's great. But anyway, so that's, I'm very excited about that because I've, I've had four interviews with people, and I, and, I put my, and I ask people, and they respond positively, and I've been getting mm. some interesting interviews that way. So that's, that's what I put on my blog. That's once a month I highlight someone, and then the rest of my blogs I try to post twice a week. Is, is, I try to weave my personal stories with life lessons that hopefully resonate with some inspiration. <laughs> Well, perfect. Let's, uh, let's invite all of the listeners then, and I'm inviting the listeners. Go to rebuildyourlifecoach.com 
and that's where you'll get connected with Harriet Cabelli. And you do coaching as well, right, Harriet? Yes, yes I do. So, um, I'm a social worker and a life coach. And yes. that's beautiful. So if people want to connect with you in that way, there's a way there to get connected with today's guest. Thank you. And, uh, Thank you for this opportunity. It was great. Well, it's been fantastic. Thank you. And everybody go out there <laughs> and live on purpose. Absolutely. It's now. It's now.